as we've been hearing all week on Monday 14 migrants um, were found on a refrigerated lorry at Rosslare Port um, 12 adults and 12 children were in the container and had arrived from Belgium it's understood they believed they were going to the UK and contacted the British Coast Guard who, who then alerted Irish authorities to uh, look a bit more at this. We're joined by Eugene Drennan, the spokesperson for the Irish Road Haulage Association. Eugene, thanks a lot for uh, joining us this morning. Um, a, ver- a very upsetting event and, I mean, it happens quite often, doesn't it, Eugene? Maybe not so often oh, in Ireland, but we hear numerous instances of this happening in the UK. Yes, of course. It's all day, every day. Along the northern French coast, uh, coastline, there, if uh, people who may not know it, Peter, it's from generally the the intensity is from Calais. If you remember the DJ landings are safe and private, Ryan, we'll not give you an idea of the territory. It's from Calais, the next port will be Boulogne sur Mer, and then you have Dunkirk. Then you sit into Belgium, you bust in, you have the port of Zeebrou, the port of Rotterdam, and then you go into the ports of Amsterdam. But mainly along that northern French tip, there are people walking the road constantly, all day, every day. We're on watch all day, every day. If you're anywhere near the port area, you don't stop, you can't put up, you can't go into the supermarket, you have to try and get in somewhere in the day or the night time, so it's constant. There's two aspects here, Eugene. Uh, one, from your point of view, the drivers, um, as you've alluded to there, and uh, also, I suppose, you know, people that are so desperate to come come to whether it be Ireland or, or the UK that they're prepared to risk their lives by by doing what they do. Yes, indeed. This one now was unusual in that it was uh, Syrian and Kurdish. I think are Vietnamese and Kurdish and that. So it's sort of an indication they may have uh, flown into to France. There may be old imperial ties to the country that you could maybe fly in there or get into another country near to France. And they tend to want to come to England. They have communities there of old. They have reasons to believe that England is still the great... Um, the great marketplace and where they have safety and good money which has changed a little bit I think but it's stuck in their head and the only place they want to come is into Europe and into the UK and it's such a frenzy and there's such an intent that they take really truly serious risks with their lives From the point of view of, of the drivers uh, Eugene um, I mean it's, it's a huge concern a, hu- a huge responsibility Oh, it is a huge responsibility uh, in the first instance for their own safety. As you travel these roads closer and closer you get to the port, uh, you know, you're really on guard. If you happen to find migrants, it's a very scary thing to happen to jump out of the trailer at you. And also, if you happen to get slowed down in traffic in the areas where they're walking the roads, they will jump in under the trailer and hang on to the axles. They'll jump up the back of the cab. They'll do anything in a very fast move. You know, you won't always uh, manage to spot them. And next thing, they're there on top of you. And you're talking about wintertime, low-lying cloud, maybe bad wet days, all of that. And... Um, it's it's uh, it is fearful for drivers and it's a high risk. And though hauliers have protocols in, we've checked this, we check locks, we check seals, we look around the place and time we stop. The amount of it and the intensity of it and the amount of gangsterism and criminality behind it, it's very hard to keep on top of it all. And also for the haulier, 
you know, this one that happened recently uh, that we're talking about, like that man has a badly damaged fridge trailer, he has a load confiscated, he has a trailer damaged, he's facing an investigation, he may face a fine for just the fact that it happened. Uh, there's a big penalty there because there's a claim against him without any judge and jury or any rights or wrongs. He pays a very big price for this. And who who are the drivers answerable to using? Oh, well, in the first instance, they're answerable to their employer. In the second instance, they're answerable to the law of the land. But we need protection, Peter. We need a lot more done for us by the French in particular. You know, if you and many, many Irish colliers in the recent past have had a lot of fines from the French road authorities because it's all cameras. And you go over speed limit there, you'll have a fine in the post tomorrow morning. They can control and follow you to that degree. And yet, people are walking the road and the gangs are up and down in vans or minibuses and they can't see them or they can't act or they can't do enough to protect us. It's really not good enough by Europe with the costs involved to us both monetary and mentally and morally and just on a one-to-one basis, God, if anything had happened, who would want to be anywhere attached or near even in the industry should anything have happened to those people? You know, there's a lot to it. And, I mean, these instances have completely changed, I suppose, the, the job profile compared maybe to five, ten years ago. Yeah, they've made the job a lot more serious, more difficult to do, less Irish uh, people doing it now. We depend on people of other nationalities to do quite a bit of this work. And that, that control level then and the communication line and the need for cameras, the need for constant monitoring, it has made the job far, far more difficult, I can assure you. That coupled with the myriad of laws and regulations that we've got through for every little thing nowadays, it has made it very, very difficult, very hard to do. And we've, we've convoluted and made life uh, very tough for a, a need-to-be job, really, you know? What's the protocol, using if you, as a driver, as a haulier, um, either suspect that there might be people in your lorry or if you actually find that there is. What's the protocol? Well, uh, depending on where you are, you know, you will not get response in France. You may have a language barrier if you open it there and, uh, immediately. So you try to get to somewhere where there would be help. You know, don't do it alone, for sure. Try and have the police or a border force or a customs person, if you can, if you're near enough. Or if not, uh, someplace where there are other truck drivers that you just open it and check out of there, that you don't have people like these. People are desperate, you know, and they may, they may take offence to being found and they may be in a rush to get away and to get a swipe of a bar or some sort of implement very fast. You know, you just your own security in the first instance and help in the second instance. Then you, um, depending on the circumstances and where you are, how quickly you can help them to report to the to the authorities. Of course, you know, there's one thing that has never been um, taken up here and particularly hasn't been taken up with in the UK, and it's called the Dublin Agreement. And though there is a little bit of, um, of grey area in it, for the most part, people are supposed to seek asylum on their country of arrival. Now, nobody arrives in Ireland you know, by walking in the door. They're coming by plane or train or clandestine. And if they do, they're coming from another European country. So somewhere along the line, though I'm not saying that these people shouldn't be, uh, deni- should be denied uh, permission to come to Ireland or denied asylum, 
they've come to enough and if they if they meet the criteria good luck to them you know let's let's be a little bit good hearted as well but in the main they should be seeking asylum elsewhere if they come through European country that's the law we hear enough of it and we get enough of it and to be allowed to get on board uh, you know the load that load had to be destroyed it was a food product, product for the Irish market not mainstream food but a food product the trailer was damaged the whole of investigation there's about a somewhere between 30 and 50 thousand of the penalty on that haulier just by the repair and maintenance and go through all the hoops of this so you know there are laws and regulations let's see them to protect us in the haulage sector and ju- just finally, Eugene, um, is is there sympathy? Is there sympathy out there for the sector? Do you think e- either from government or or from from the general public? There would be, uh, you know, the government would be aware, and I think the authorities here uh, have a, a fairly good understanding. I don't think there's any Irish holier. You know, there may be one or two as proven last year by the one with the chap from um, County Armagh who was caught in England and those people were dead and more, more, whatever was his name. But for the most part, uh, no, no, nobody's in human traffic in Ireland, not at all. And no one in their right mind would put people into a fridge trailer. When the doors of that fridge trailer closed, it is very sealed, it is very dark, very lonely place. And, you know, both for the villain or the, the gangster behind putting him on the trailer are the asylum seekers themselves they're coming from a country that would have different types of trailers, mainly flatbeds here, a box van or a fridge or a curtain saddle, we see them on the road they're all just trailers of them but they got into an insulated, enclosed box very tight, and the load was on there so when they had 14 people 12 adults and 2 children in there the amount of oxygen was very small and the area was very small and I'd say it's only with the door closing to the reality dawn and the poor people who were put on board you know, so um, that we are well aware of that here and I don't think any haulier in Ireland would be anywhere near anywhere near involved in human trafficking no and way, and I think our authorities for the most part, they have to investigate they have to check it out, but for the most part I don't think they look at the haulier and Maybe Eugene, some of the other people would have the haulier Just very finally, do some of the bigger hauliers imply their own security? I mean, you'd imagine that or is, is that no. a, you know, a cost no. issue? No, no, it's not. We wouldn't imply the security because it's a moving, it's a moving feast for all time on the road. Like you can't have a man on board with the driver, you know, just in the perhaps or what if or might be that something would happen. Mm. We would imply some, some of the bigger ones would imply uh, advisory people. And we as an association, the Irish Road Hardness Association, would be always up to date on sort of the current um, protocols to take or where hot spots are or if there was the word would spread very fast like if there was now uh, some one of the ports not naming any port to, to put a bad mark against them but some of the ports had a breach of security or had bad fences or had a more liberal view or port into security on that word would spread very fast amongst us and um but there's big politics in it as well, Peter. Like, France doesn't want to keep these people, not really. They have rigorous uh, controls on the southern and eastern borders, but they don't have as rigorous here on the western ports. They're as well off 
to see them go on to the UK, you know, or to take a sort of a lighter touch, I would expect, because it's happening for too long and for too often now. So they haven't shored up that security level on the side. And as well as that, there's the manipulations of the two wars that are going on. Um, there's different manipulations going on of, of people and people trafficking and, and family that we just couldn't control. No matter what security order is, it's beyond us and above us, and we need protection of laws and protocols to help us in that. And uh, Eugene, thanks indeed for that. Very interesting Peter, nice to talk to you. insight, you too. Um, that was Eugene Drennan, a spokesperson for the Irish Road Holiday Association.